Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov. Today, we are kicking off a three-part series, which is going to kind of be a little bit of a compilation of some of the past content that you may or may not have caught on the AnnSamoylov.com blog and on the Fearless Launching Show. Why I'm doing this, first of all, is because I know we're headed into 2017. And I know that if you're like me, you want to start 2017 on the right foot. You want to feel like if you didn't do so well in 2016, or even if you did, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to figure things out. And because my topic of choice is all about the launch, what you're going to launch, how you're going to launch it, who you're going to launch to, I decided, you know what, I'm going to focus on three pieces of the whole launch process, which I think are really responsible for the biggest, the most successful launches that I see that I've worked on. This is why B-School is a seven-figure project, really. And I'm excited because I get to go back working on that again. Um, It's been years since I've uh, worked on the project, and I know that it has changed insanely but there are some core things that haven't. Um, anyway, so today we're going to part one is all about figuring out who wants something from you. So if you've listened to the, pa- the other parts first, it's totally fine. But this, I want you to understand, is the most important piece of your business, of what you launch, of what you're even writing on your blog, if you're not even selling something yet. And it's who are you writing for? Who, not the what, not the when, not the how, the who. So the next part, part two, is actually going to be about systems you need to have in place. And this is everything from your tools to choosing who you work with, how you get stuff done, and making sure that you have all those pieces in place and established before you decide that you're going to launch. Um, there's nothing worse than deciding to launch and then using a totally new strategy, using totally new tools, changing what you've been doing, changing the people who are on your team, whatever. I mean, some of those things happen as part of a launch and But if you can get these specific systems in place, you're going to have a a more solid, more stress-free launch. And then part three of our series, we're going to map it all out. I'm going to talk to you about mapping out your launch and the three kind of areas where I think if you can map those out in advance, and that doesn't mean doing the work completely, but before you start working on those pieces and all the moving parts of a launch, if you can map these things out, you're going to be in solid shape, but the planning isn't first. Okay. So before we dive into the figuring out who wants something from you, let's talk about launching in general. So launching is important now, really for you, for anybody who's in business, because everything always comes back to the launch. I can't tell you Even one conversation that I've had with every single business bestie this year that didn't somehow relate to a promotion or a launch. Now, that's not because I help people with launches. I don't just have, I don't 
have conversations with people about launches just because of that. They have, they're talking through what's happening in their business and everything comes up to either something they're currently launching, something that they're planning to launch or something that they just launched activity in your business regardless of the fact of how you launch it, if you have a big, you know, video series and it's an open and closed door situation with your launches, it doesn't matter. You're always in some ways preparing your audience for what you might sell to them in the future or what you know you will. You might be leading up to a launch by doing a blog series or you might be, who knows, like everything goes, is always before, during, or after a launch. And the sooner that you can embrace that, the sooner you will realize how critical it is to always be kind of honing your system, honing how you approach the launch, honing how you handle these three pieces that we're going to talk about over the next three weeks. But the truth is, is that most people don't really think it's an important skill or an important thing to always be learning until they're, you know, weeks from opening the doors and they need help to figure out how to launch. And they, maybe they're, they don't really feel like it's time to learn how to launch until they're ready to pretty much close the doors or call it quits. And, and the truth is, is that this is the one thing, again, I can't stress enough that you're going to continually go back to in your business. There's a reason why there's a lot of launch related courses or people talk about the launch because it is such a, an integral part of you growing your business. Now there are different types of launches and different ways of looking at launches. And I think that that, that bears some importance right now to share with you that, that I'm looking at a launch as, as anything that requires you to pull your audience's attention on some specific thing you're doing. It doesn't have to be a once a year event guru style launch, if that's what you want to call it. It doesn't have to be even a paid product. You need a system, something that you do over and over again, whenever you want to release a new lead magnet or a new resource or a podcast or a video series, or maybe a blog or a new part of your business, a new service, any of those things that we're creating in our business, we want attention on. We're going to do a little bit more maybe on the bigger launches, uh, on the ones that have more impact on our revenue. But the truth is we need attention and response on each and every one. So if you get used to kind of using a similar, similar flow, a similar process on each one, regardless if it's a free experience that you're offering or not, you are going to be so much more prepared for those bigger launches. And let me just talk just for a second, because, uh, after we go through the three part series on the podcast, I am going to share with you a little bit more about fearless launching, especially for 2017. But I really want to talk about this idea of being fearless because a lot of people say, well, Ann, I'm not really scared of launching. And I say, okay, now, I don't know. Sometimes I don't believe that because I know that we all have fears around launching, fear that we're afraid people will find out that we 
are indeed scared or that we don't have it all together or that we're going to flop. And believe me, those, those fears don't go away just because you make a million dollars in your business. You might not realize that actually being visible in front of more people actually puts a little bit more on the line. You have a little bit more skin in the game here and, you know, but being fearless really means that you're ready to face your business with an honest, in an honest way, and that you're ready to have confidence, um, in your decisions and that you're okay with, you know, maybe missteps that you made. Um, maybe you are ready to figure it out. So maybe being fearless means you figure it out. You're okay with the things that you might call failures and learning from them, but really fearless launching is having confidence that you're ready to build a foundation that you can use over and over again instead of continually chasing tactics. So fearless launching is a choice, is a different way to look at launching. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to have confidence in the way that I want to do this. I can, I can choose how I'm going to proceed with these launches. I'm going to, I'm going to choose how I want to grow this business and I'm going to have confidence in that piece. I know that's tough. And I, you know, I work on this myself. This is probably one of my, my kind of biggest struggles is, is honestly, I think the confidence piece, because you do want, you do at some point, you know, that other people are watching and you know, you, well, I, I actually know I'm a fearless launcher because I'm always willing to figure it out. So regardless, anyways, this week, I I mean, I don't want to go off on the, what is fearless really mean in this context, but this week we're going to talk about your audience. We're going to go there first because I really feel like that's where we all start. Who are we talking to? Who's listening? And even if you've launched before and maybe it didn't turn out really well, you might be like, where were people? Who are these people who joined my program or who bought my product? So even if you feel like you don't have an audience yet, or if you do feel like you have one, but maybe they're not the right people, this is a great episode for you. So here today we're going to cover, let's see, one, two, three, four, five five things that I think that are really important when you're looking to figure out who's in your audience, who's willing, who's, who's there ready to learn something from you or buy something from you who wants to be part of your world. Sometimes I think people just buy your products and I know I've done this where I buy people's products because I want to be in their world. I want to be touched or somehow influenced by them you know, that whole concept of the five people you're around, you know, really dictating how successful you are, how, what you're, how motivated you are. I mean, it's, it's very, um, I think it's very basic psychology (laughs) because I know I'm just thinking of like people that I've known in the past who, who tried to quit smoking or something like that. And if you're around people who smoke, that's very difficult, but if you're not, it's a little bit easier to kind of get on board with that. I'm not that person, by the way, I've never, I've never smoked. So anyways, so one, the first thing I want to share is that not everything you hear is true about discovering your audience. So first launching without email is possible. Um, you can check out episodes 47 and 117 of the podcast. Alexis Giostra is the interview for episode 47 and she is a, 
perfect case study of someone who really has just been actively using her email list in the last year and a half or so. And before that was primarily YouTube, Instagram, and her blog. Number 117, that episode is actually takes that a step further and just says, you know, your list is actually way bigger than you think, because if you're active on social media in any way, then you have access to people who could potentially need your help and, you know, where you can learn what they're struggling with, answer their questions, get to know those people and, and gain an understanding and just listen, understanding of who those people are. B, the customer service, uh, the customer, I'm sorry, customer avatar or customer persona, I've heard it called before. Those exercises only tell you part of the story and often ask you to make up information about some, about someone that isn't really real. So you might be like guessing and pulling, pulling people's information together. Um, the real deal, like, and this is something that I always talk about is that you need to spend most of your time on this who and with your who. So if you do this customer avatar exercise, you might get lucky. Um, and you might, you might actually hit on a real person, but I say, go searching for the real person, offer those 20 Skype calls to people. This is what I tell people in fearless launching. Offer those 20 Skype calls out to people, get on the phone for 15, 20 minutes, ask questions, you know, answer their questions, ask your own questions, have like a nice back and forth sharing and getting to know those people. Um, also listening, like I said, inside Facebook groups is a great way to get, to kind of get the, get the idea of what people are asking, what people are needing help with. And D, the, the other thing that I wanted to share, it's D on my outline here, is that yes, you want to focus on getting people to your list, but the connection is so much more important. Um, I think that getting them on your list is kind of like the last step in a way. You know, you want to connect with them. You want to figure out what it is they need. You want to actually deliver that to them. So, so think about some of the things that you've heard about discovering who your audience is and kind of really defining who that ideal customer is. To me, whenever I hear that, I think I I think of actually real people who've been my customers, who've been who worked with me one-on-one and I and you know, until recently, I you know, you might want your customer to be someone else, but who has your customer? Who have you worked with? Who have you helped? And maybe you've only helped people who aren't on your list yet. Well, who are they? How can you find out more about them? The next thing is, you know, finding out what people want really does mean that you start listening and start delivering. Because until you deliver what you think they want, they, meaning your audience, and until you have someone say, oh my gosh, thank you. This is exactly what I needed. You won't know. You can't just guess what they need. You have to start delivering it right away. There are a couple posts that I want to send you to, um, over on the blog. And one of them is what your audience wants, figuring out that what your audience wants. And it actually gives you, there's a video, 
There's a week schedule download I think you can grab where you where you basically have something to do every single day. At the end of the week, you have a thing to deliver to them. And what I like to do is do this exercise, you know, just schedule in time to do this once a month. Okay, let's figure out what people want. What are people struggling with right now? Let me give them that exact thing. This is also a great thing. You can apply this if you're going to be doing a webinar, if you're creating a new course, um, and still give them something, start giving them things now, free, not, not asking them to pay for it. There's another one as another um, blog post as well that I think you'll find useful, which is all about alternatives to serving customers and people before you launch. Because I think that a survey is definitely helpful. You can definitely still use social media to spread it if you don't have an email list. But these are just some alternatives to simply listening on Facebook. So definitely check those out. So one is you have to find out what people want. The next, you have to figure out what you want to provide and the sweet spot. I, I, I remember there is, there must be an exercise in B school from Marie Forleo that talks about this sweet spot a little bit, but I mean, it, it kind of is logical. You find out what other people want, you find out what you can provide. And then in that middle part where the, that's overlapping, that's where you're going to have the best luck. That's where people are going to get the best from you, get the best experience of you and potentially want more from you. Um, you can check out a post that's called figuring out what to launch. And that's a guest post that Kat LeBlanc shared. She actually also created a resource you can download to figure out to questions to ask yourself to really hone in on what to launch. Next, you're going to look at the big picture of what your customer needs. This might be something you do before you, you know, before you figure out what to launch specifically. It's another tool to just map out like, okay, I've been talking to all these people on Facebook. I've been trying to figure out what it is they want. It seems like they need this, 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 and this. There's an episode, episode 110, which talks about a curriculum. So imagine a timeline and all these different things that you keep seeing that people want. Where do they live on that timeline? Can you create one of those pieces of that timeline um, and fill the rest maybe even with just other people's offers? I feel like that's a really important exercise to do as well to help you find the who and the what they need. So the, this is kind of going into the what, but I do feel like it kind of shows you where people are along their path a little bit. And then the final thing I want to share today is just that when you're looking for the who, remember, and what the, the, that person wants Remember that you're going to gather this information, not necessarily from customers, if you don't have any, if you don't have an audience yet, but you want to gather the proof of value that you have to share from non-customers. One of the things that I love is, is gathering, is helping someone who is not a customer, who hasn't paid a dime so that they can start gaining traction right away. Now, it's not so that they... Go off and say, oh my gosh, I learned so much from Anne before I even gave her a dime. I mean, that's good. But what I really want to say is that 
It's still powerful. It's just as powerful to say, I downloaded this and this helped me do this. I didn't expect this result before, or, you know, before here was my, here, here was what I was doing. Then I downloaded this thing from Anne and then I did this and I can't believe my results were this. That's still powerful. And, and I think that having that proof really will set you up for your launch. So, so part of this discovering who wants something from you is yes, figuring out where they are, you know, connecting with them on these, on the different spaces and figuring out what they want, what you can provide to them and maybe making a, some sort of guess as to the sweet spot in there. I mean, at first, this is going to be a guess. So the more that you can start solving problems and start seeing response and back and forth, the better. And then get that feedback from people who do get your help, even if it's in a Facebook group, even if you're answering just a question. A really great place that I sometimes is disturbing, and I've mentioned it before, but, and it's definitely a rabbit hole. So go there with a purpose and then get out. It's Quora. Um, Quora has some very bizarre questions that people ask on there. Like, have you ever experienced a near, near light, near death experience? <laughs> like actually there's worse that that's okay. What I've read on there was like, I couldn't stop what reading it. And it was such a train wreck. See, do you see, I just got sidetracked just by talking about Quora. Quora is a great place to just go and answer questions. So look up your topic and you'll see people asking questions about it. So there are plenty of places to do that. And then once you do answer the question, once you do get someone's comment back to you saying, oh, that really helps. I didn't realize that you could do this, this, and this. That's social proof that you're, that you can gather. And one thing I want to share with you is through this whole process of figuring out, you know, where people are and what people want from you and the questions that you're answering, make a spreadsheet in Google sheets and just then go back to see, okay, I was mostly on Facebook and I was answering these questions or, you know, what? I was mostly putting up pictures of planners. And all of a sudden I started getting all these emails about what planners to choose. (laughs) You know, uh, you make that decision, but start that process now. I mean, people are online during this end of the year period. So you want to take advantage of that. You know, people are online. I think that sometimes during the holidays, we expect people to be checked out, but they're actually more checked in. I mean, I know that during the Thanksgiving holiday, I was definitely surfing, surfing and catching up on articles, watching videos, watching YouTube, listening to podcasts. And I'm always in that catch up mode. So I highly recommend doing that yourself. So head over to each of these resources and especially, you know, I think that this is useful, by the way, even if you're already calling yourself a launcher, like if you've already launched something, I still think that this customer development piece is an important part of the whole launch process. Even if you're relaunching, I mean, I'm going through this myself right now as I prepare fearless launching for 2017 and a new, a brand new class. So I know that 
I'm narrowing in actually on you if you have already launched, but you just can't figure out why it hasn't hit the exact right people. And, or maybe you have created something, but you didn't really create it with a person in mind. You just knew that that was your expertise and you haven't really talked to anybody. So I I find that a lot of people, you know, after many years of being in business, you can make some, um, you know, assumptions about your audience, but if you're just starting, you kind of can't, if you're even in the first couple of years, and you, if you still haven't had any traction, then maybe you haven't gotten that audience correct yet. Um, the people that I, I generally work with and that I take on as clients, they, they're either, they know their audience super well, and they just haven't translated that into the right offer, or they have created this amazing thing and they, they didn't really spend enough time on the who. So think about this. If you do nothing else, I would say go grab the what your audience wants blog post and download that and download the figuring out what to launch. So what your audience wants and then figuring out what to launch. Go to those two posts. The the links are going to be in the show notes and then you're going to be able to spend the next two weeks really diving into this. And hopefully by the end of two weeks, you'll have figured out what it is that you are going to launch first in 2017. All right, guys, hopefully that wasn't too windy for you. If it, if you have more questions or if you need more resources on learning who you're ideal audience member is, who is ready to learn more from you or be inspired by you or join your audience, uh, your, you know, join you as a customer or your community, definitely email me at support at ansomewelove.com. I can, I can point you in some other directions and I will put a few more resources because I think that the launch workbook that I have, the free launch workbook will be helpful for you as well. These are, this is a really key piece to the launch process. As soon as you can figure this who out and figure out how you're going to go about it every single time that you do have to figure out the who, the easier your launches are going to be. You'll start with the, okay, so I want to create something for people who are do, 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 and do are struggling with this, 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 and this here's what. So remember that who comes first. All right, I will see you back here next week with part two of this successful launch series. And we're going to talk about more about the systems you should have in place, not just tools, but the way you're going to actually get the work done in your launch. But this week, I want you to focus on the who. So I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. And you can download everything over at ansomorelove.com. And I will put all of these notes in your show notes, all of these links in your show notes. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye.